This episode was recorded on the land of the Jar Jar Rung. We pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. And we'd also like to pay our respects to any traditional owners listening to this episode. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Country Creatives. We are your hosts, Reese Hendy and Caleb Maxwell. Let's just jump straight into the episode. Yeah. What did we talk about? Give me two pointers of what we spoke about. Okay. We spoke a lot about how to say no to things that you feel like you want to do in life. Yeah. Just tips on how to say no and and where we're at with that as a journey of wanting to be Mm. better at it. And we really went into ways to think about this as a problem and and we we kind of problem solved it. We did some discovery where it's tips from people who aren't getting it right all the time. Yeah. Let's jump straight into the episode. All right. Hey, mate. Welcome back. Hey, thanks, Reese. Feels a little bit familiar. Yeah. We just spent... 20 minutes having a, an awesome chat and uh, there was this moment, let's reenact the moment okay. <laughs> where we noticed that we weren't recording. So I think Caleb was laughing, probably too loud. I've leaned down to adjust the setting down here and I've gone, oh, I wonder how long we've been recording for and I look over and I couldn't see the dial counting down. <laughs> And then I looked at you, I was mid-sentence, and I could see into your soul, and I saw that you were thinking, something's wrong. I look at the road podcast, the record light's green, and it's not red. So, yeah. This is a new episode, and quite the rollercoaster of an intro. We were just chatting before we went to air about being busy and saying no to projects. Yeah, yeah. Or things in life, just how to say no. Yeah, wow. That's something I feel both of us aren't great at, but I think it's worth exploring. (laughs) Yeah, I know. We're both very busy people. Mm. Let's just like give a summary of some of the things we're into. We'll go go one at a time. So I'll start off president of Eagle Hawk Festivals. Yep. Until very recently, Lance Corporal in the Army Reserves. Okay. I manage a series of legal street art walls in Bendigo just as a passion project. Oh, that's cool. I often do speaking gigs that give me no financial benefit or any other specific type of benefit. Yep. Four days a week working at Jandak, Jajarung Enterprise. Wow, that's cool. Um, I host a podcast where we talk about... <laughs> hey, take me off on that one too, mate. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Country creatives. Come on. Uh, yeah. It takes a bit of time. All good time. Yeah. All right. I've got another one. Okay, go. I run a business called Nacho Station on my one day a week. <laughs> I try to squeeze that all in with <laughs> the podcast as well, shares that day. Yeah, great. I, w- I wish I had my wife here. She'd rattle off all of the things that I do that I probably should have Oh, renovations done. kind of stuff? Home renovations where you're like, oh, I didn't need all that extra thing to be built, but it's nice. Uh, that's good. That's good. I feel like we're scraping the barrel now. I'm actually having an open studio in three weeks' time. I'm planning that with a whole bunch of creatives coming to my place to put on workshops and talks and events. Oh, I just remembered. I'm on the school council for Creek Street Christian College. You sucker. <laughs> and I was on the the steering committee for the City of Greater Bendigo creative strategy. I got an interview for that 
Do you? The other week. I've already done it. I have you? Yeah, it went really well. Do they think you're all right or what? Don't know yet. Uh, Are you reapplying to be on the – it's a steering committee for advice on Bendigo's creative strategy basically. Yeah, I was a founding member of that and have recently swapped it for the school council. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I said it's been great. All right. So, all right. So Let's not bore people with all of our stuff. Yeah. We're – I don't know if everyone else feels this same kind of thing. I I think we take on an exceptional amount of things. Mm. And I know there are Mm. other people who also do that, but there are also people who don't at all. And they, I don't know what they do with all of their time. I, yeah, I know a few people that I've reached out to in the past about opportunities for mentorship in programs and things. And they've actually given me a no. And I'm like, oh, could you just, as a side, could you teach me how to do that? Because <laughs> they're like, I run this hobby farm and I've got, I'm focusing on family and I'm going to protect those yeses and I'm going to give you a no. Like, oh, that's impressive. So let's actually, sorry, this feels like tip time from Caleb on how you've <laughs> p- had people say no to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've just been impressed by people saying no to me because I, I struggle with it. And I struggle with it too. Like other creatives out there, we're highly skilled and in-demand sought-after people. Yes. I think that's just a side effect of injecting yourself into your work more and into the community more. As people become aware of someone who is just dedicated at doing something and they're doing it really well, you just get more in demand. You get a name for it and people reach out on more things. Yeah, Yeah. I've definitely found that. And the other thing is we've spoken about the North Star. Yeah, we have. And that should be your guiding principle. You should understand what your guiding principles are to be able to say no. Yeah. And then I think it's learning how to communicate that sometimes or maybe like how to identify when and how to say no. Yeah, the identifying how to and then actually doing it, they're two different steps of the same journey. And just because you've identified what you're going to say no to doesn't mean that automatically means you'll be able to say no to them. That's a different action. But just remembered I'm uh, doing some business coaching with a few people at the moment as well. You just keep on remembering all the yeah. things you've committed to. They're just tinkering <laughs> in the back of your brain. Yeah, and it's really tough because I think a lot of people will relate to this is because I feel like there's a lot of things in the the bucket of creatively fulfilling things that kind of tick some boxes for me. There's there's too many of them mm. to do them all. Yeah. So how do you say no to some of those opportunities in order to protect the ones that you've already said yes to? Yeah, that's a great way to think about it. I was going to ask you, I've, I've got a new idea. Okay. <laughs> and it's off the back of Country Creatives. Ooh, I don't think I've spoken really? to you about this off Ooh, air. I'm excited. I reckon I'm going to kick off a YouTube channel. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. And I want to optimize the workflow so that it's all AI driven. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't have to do the editing. Yeah. And maybe I could get someone in to do a bit of tidying up and making it really nice. And it's really tricky because I've got so many brilliant ideas going on inside this freaking skull here. Yeah. And it's hard to decide on what to pursue and what not to pursue. Like ideas are free. That's and they great. come thick and fast, but I can never decide. I can never like pull pull it all together and, and action it. Sometimes it feels really hard to start. You know what? Let's just test out this theory. I've, I've something's come to me. 
Uh, one of the best things that I've found that works for me to be able to say no to something is bouncing an idea off someone else mm. rather than being all in your head. And not that this conversation is about me helping you say no to this YouTube idea, but let's talk about the what's happening. What, what is this YouTube channel about? What, what is the idea? That's a good question. I think I'm dialing in on it being focused on what I'm up to. I say yes oh. to so many things uh, and I do so much stuff. I'm like... This is content. It's all content. <laughs> Everywhere I look is content, which is a really weird way to think about the world. It, it is a little compared bit. Compared to being a younger person. Yeah, it is. What would the audience be? Oh, now you're asking questions that make me go, oh, shit, I need to actually think about this properly. <laughs> oh, well, that's fine. We're at the genesis of an idea. Mm-hmm. Let's flesh it out. So if, if you're having this YouTube channel, that's another thing. Yes, it might capture all of the great things you do, but it'll take as much time as all of those things. Yeah. I'm already doing them anyway. Yeah. I'm like, oh, can I just have a camera set up and just record me doing... Um, so, for example, I've got frog ponds at home and yeah. bike jumps and a barn that I'm renoing and Nacho HQ and potentially indoor renos. It's like almost just like documenting, making stuff and making yeah. things happen, doing yeah. stuff. Oh, and... I've got an idea to get guest presenters in. So I'll bring you in into an episode to get advice on how to set up my shots or talk about your strength applied to my place. Oh, yeah. That's a pretty cool way to leverage. I'll get Andre over, get him to look at, oh, where would I put a sculpture? And he can help me plan something out. But I'll make it, but with his advice. So I'm just tapping into other people's knowledge and trying to adapt it to my place and learn a new skill in the process. Yeah, look, if you're listening to this episode now and you think that's a good idea and you'd watch it, then just drop a comment over on Instagram, on the Instagram tile. I think uh, Reese would really appreciate that. I'm going to drop one on there because I think that's a great idea. I'd watch that. It's it's a life journey that people can draw inspiration and ideas from, but I'm actually keen to watch this, Reese. I think I actually really like the idea and I've been thinking about it for so long that I have to just start, Yeah, which is the big thing. Like an idea, you just got to chip away and I haven't started chipping away at the, the content and the proper planning and thinking about audience. Yep formats of the way the videos are put together, all kinds of stuff. I think the the first step, and I think this was part of our conversation when we forgot to press record, was how do you keep it simple? Mm-hmm. How do you make this idea simple enough to start so that is it has the opportunity to get legs and mm. it's sustainable so that you don't burn yourself out trying to make it happen? So what's, what is super simple? What is the super simple version of this idea and how to get it started? Yeah, I think it's as simple as introing who I am. And I think the first step for me is documenting the place where I am. Yeah. And just actually doing a test run. I don't even have to publish it. I just need to hit record. Actually, I already have started. I've recorded lots of time-lapse footage and I'm chipping away. And I think the first step is a bit of a start to fill in the background. Yep. But in order for this idea to come into fruition, yeah. I think I'm going to have to say no to something. Ooh, that's good. What are you going to say no to? I don't know yet either. <laughs> and this is maybe part of that why it's good to chat with someone. Yeah, Because you just straight up ask me, what are you going to say no to? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm mulling over that. Yeah. What yeah. kind of questions, when you decide when to say no to something, what are the questions you maybe pose for yourself? Yeah, there's there's this book I've been reading, really cool book called The Coaching Habit. And it's not the easiest book to read, to be honest, but the content is really good. It's about asking questions when you're in a 
uh, coaching kind of relationship, whether that's you're helping your friend coach them on an idea, it doesn't mean you're leading or teaching them at all. It's how do you be helpful in conversations like that? And it's by asking really good questions because often the answer to someone's problem or challenge is inside them. Speaking and thinking are two different activities and you often get things from speaking that you don't from thinking. Oh, absolutely nailed that, mate. I agree totally. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So the questions in the coaching habit, the guy outlines seven of the best coaching questions. And one of them is, what's the biggest challenge here for you? Whether that's relevant in this situation or not, what's the biggest time draw that represents the least value or input for you? You don't have to, you can think about that, not to call out some of your activities on No, the maybe I can. I'm like, Nacho Station, do I actually mm. still want to run the business that I've put in for big question. Put seven or eight years in, of my life into? Wow. That so I have to question. review that because it, it's a big time draw. Yeah, it is. Country Huge. Creators is a big time draw, but I feel like it fills the cup. Wow. I feel pretty honoured that to be part of something that uh, that you're like, <laughs> the business that I started myself, or maybe, but Country Creators, no, nah, that's staying. It's happening. It's, yeah. <laughs> that's staying. Yeah. Wow. I feel like we could do a whole episode on deep diving onto that. Yeah. It's interesting like how how hard it can be to throw the towel in. I felt really yeah. weird going to four days a week and yeah. dropping back on the business. And now it's like, oh my God, is this going to be a thing or or could it be a new thing? Can it continue, but mm. in a new form? Yep. Yeah, wow. That's pretty powerful because I'm in a similar season with my involvement in the Army Reserve. I've been there for 10 years and junior leadership role there. But I've been reassessing everything in my life. And that's one of the things that doesn't fit with my North Star, the future that I can see where I'm heading. And it's something I still love and really enjoy, but it's, yeah, it's on the chopping block. Have you, you've got what you wanted from that experience at this point? Yeah, I guess so. And there's always more to gain from something, but it's taught me a lot and it served a really crucial purpose in my life over the last 10 years and has played a part in building who I am. But yeah, I think you're right. I think what I've gained from it. What do you mean? You think I'm right? I only asked you a question. That's right. <laughs> oh, that is, that's too good, isn't it? <laughs> that is good. Oh man. Yeah. Like in speaking these things out, you get to places that you wouldn't have got by thinking. It's like coming up with your own amazing insights. You're like, oh, my God, why didn't I think of this earlier? But it was in there the <laughs> whole time. Was, it was, yeah. That leads to wanting to have more chats about communication. And like yep. I'm in a men's group where we yep. catch up and we talk our truths. Yeah, and wow. what you say is yours to bring up only. Yep. There's no interrupting. You talk when you hold the talking stick. <laughs> I love it. And you listen when someone else is holding it. Oh, man. No one touches each other. It's no, it's no, oh, it's all right, buddy. It'll yeah, get better. And off the back of that, sometimes we have really deep, meaningful conversations because we know they're the ground rules. Mm. Ask questions, but don't like impose yourself on someone else's scenario. Wow. You're in a situation, yeah, similar to a group I'm in as well as a men's group, part of church. But the, that's what, an essential part of it is those ground rules in creating the the space for it to be valuable, fulfilling, and all of the great things it could be mm. is, is setting those rules. But man, that's great. I didn't know that. I think why I would bring that up 
is that having people who are really great to chat to and mm. understand those ground rules is really important. And they might not be your best mates through that you've had all your whole life, but yeah. there's other people who are also seeking that connection and that wanting to go deep in discussion and not just yarn about the weather or the oh yeah whatever it might be. So Whoa. having those networks can help us make yep. better decisions about what to do and what not to do. Yeah, so the question to ask for those of you listening is who around me, am I in a situation or am I in a collective of people that are challenging each other but maybe not even that, just providing a space where you mm. can externalise your thoughts on a deeper level than just the weather. <laughs> yeah, totally. And the way it's phrased in our men's circle, which is organised by Vern Hardy from oh, the Connected oh, Circus, is dude. about holding space. You just have yeah. to hold space for someone else to be themselves and to speak their truth. And when they hold space for you, it's equally as powerful as when you hold space for someone else. It so is. Yeah, mm. shout out to Vern. You're a legend, mate. He is such a good bloke. And I think in a roundabout way, we've talked about ways that we can get better at directing our own life. Yeah. And saying no maybe plays yeah. a part in what's the end goal and how are you going to get there and what journey are you being taken on? Yeah, and part of that's accountability. What I've heard is that we've discovered is we both have groups of men for us that we're able to externalize life stuff, deep stuff, things that we're challenged with that we don't know the answers to yet. And it goes a lot to saying that I think it's also really important in the creative space to have a tribe of people who yeah. may be in different industries or maybe in the exact same industry. Like mm. you chat to videographers about video stuff and yeah. I chat to designers and artists about <laughs> art stuff. You've yep. got your close little niche group, but also more broadly, it's really amazing. I've become mates with Andre for quite a while and his perspective as a sculptor is completely different to mine as a- yeah, And as, that's important, right? Oh, yeah, it's brilliant. Having pers other perspectives that you can overlay onto similar experiences is a really brilliant way to, uh, I don't know, experience the world from yeah. other people's perspectives. Yeah, it just adds to your own experience something that you couldn't add for yourself, which is really important. Wow, yeah. we've got some deep places in this episode, Reese. <laughs> no, I love it. It leads me to maybe ask some questions about how to foster your creative network. Yeah, that's good. Mm. I, I think it, from the early days, I've always felt like I'm a connector in a creative circle and I, I bring people together to be creative. And mm. through uni and through high school and stuff, we'd always be, oh, let's have a creative session and we just drink beers and draw pictures or go out and do paste-ups or stencils or whatever. And it's like this group who come together to just express themselves and it happens in all different ways. Yeah. That's one, maybe an earlier memory of yeah. how I did it with my friendship group early on as a creative kid. Yeah. How have you been able to foster your creative circle or what do you do to do that? Yeah. The networking is one of the most powerful things that's really served me, activities that have served me. And it's easy, I feel like it's easy for people who like hanging out with people. I think we'll both Reese, you and I are both uh, extroverts. Yeah. You get fueled by time with other people, which is a bit more of a challenge for those of us who get drained by spending time with other people. But there's a level, I think, where everyone requires connection, even if you're an introvert or an extrovert. So what I've done is been really active in engaging with the opportunity to connect with new people. 
So Are you talking about specifically creative people or outside of creativity? Everybody, yeah. Yeah, yeah like I don't know. But well, what about creatives? Where do we? How do we dial in on the creative circle? To, well, where do those people hang out? Yeah, one of the great opportunities I've had with the Emporium is to have access and connection with creative industry professionals. So a creative hub near you. Yeah, that's a great, great option. But then you can't underestimate the amount of creatives that are looking for the same things. You know, putting it out into the world saying, hey, what filmmakers are out there? I know um, Brandon DeWise, he runs a great video production company called Vidco. He um, just threw it out there like a few years ago now on Facebook saying, hey, Bendigo, who, what filmmakers are out there? And put together this group of people that were interested in doing video stuff and filmmaking. And that was before he started his company. And so that draws people out to go, oh, yeah, that's me. Hey, how you doing? I don't know you, but let's have a chat. Mm. So that the, there is a desire, I think, within everybody. But if you're looking for a creative network and other people like you, then just throw it out there on a social media platform, on a, I don't know, public board. Yes, uh, I want to see one printed off with the little tabs cut at the bottom and you can tear <laughs> a little thing. I'd love to see that. But I'd imagine making it creative. Yeah, make it like something... <laughs> Captures your eyes. Say you're trying to appeal to videographers in the area. Yeah. A picture of a camera looking straight at you and like a little funny meme caption and a and a pull tab. <laughs> Imagine. Have you ever ripped one of those off? Oh. I can honestly say I have ripped, I've ripped one in my life. Did you call it? Yeah, I, th I think I did. What was it for? I can't remember. Lost dog or something. Oh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. But I remember, I think it was in a supermarket or something. I was like, oh, what, what are these things? I pulled one up. <laughs> Please someone make one of them now. <laughs> yeah, that'd be See great. It. And I, this feels like it's coming back to we always take the opportunity to expand into new networks yeah, and new always. friendship groups and yeah. new activity groups yeah. through volunteering, through paid work, through yep. whatever it might be, just off our own back. Yep. Which is part of the problem why we need to say no. We probably need to say no to some of those things, but doesn't it? Isn't it interesting how if yeah. you say you need to say yes to enough things, sustain your career, and yep. be social and connect with people, creative and clients? Yeah, yeah, you really do. I, I think we're coming full circle and landing where we started recently. <laughs> but what we have learnt, I think, is that speaking and connecting with others and actually processing, externally processing what's going on in our life can lead us to finding better direction and really narrowing in on what might be a good decision, what might not be before we make it. So that's a big win for me. Mm, I really like how we started the episode with a question and mm. I said, I have no flipping idea. <laughs> and at the end of the episode, I feel like I'm actually walking away with a bit more clarity on how I might approach yeah. saying no to some of the things that I want to do, yeah. but I know it will be challenging to do it all. Yeah. I want to do, do fewer things really well. Yep, and that gets back to the making sure you protect your yes. Like we've all said a lot of yeses, and now it's really about knowing which ones we need to protect by saying no to other things and understanding that if we keep saying yes – then we're compromising our previous decisions. Very interesting chat, mate. Thanks again for uh, catching up. We're in a bit of a different format again. If you've listened all the way to the end of this podcast, 
please jump across to Instagram. I sound so desperate, but like people aren't <laughs> engaging with us how we would want them to, are they? There's a couple. There's a few very special people who always give us a nice yeah. shout out. Mm-hmm. And thank mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. to all those people. We mentioned his name enough already, so I'm not going to yeah, say it say again. It. Don't say it. He knows who he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have some cool news. We are launching in the near future... A website. Oh, yeah, that's right. By the time this episode hits the ground or hits the airwaves, Mm -hmm. I think it should be live. And if it's not, we're slack. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks to Wes Franklin who's sorted us out. He's not a a full-blown tech developer guy, but graphic designers. But he's got us over the line with the Country Creatives dot com dot au website so make sure you check that out it's going to be a great resource and a way that we can connect with our audience and provide resources and things and fun downloads and directions and all sorts yeah thanks again mate i'll talk to you soon thanks brother hey thanks for tuning in to another episode of country creatives podcasts your hosts were Caleb Maxwell and Reese Hendy. I'm the producer, Amy Chapman, and we're given lots of gorgeous support from the Emporium Creative Hub in Mitchell Street, Bendigo. If you'd like to catch any of our past episodes, you can find it on the brand spanking website that the boys mentioned, countrycreatives.com.au, or head over to the Emporium website at emporiumcreativehub.com.au slash podcast. A new episode of Country Creatives drops every two weeks so don't forget to share us with your favorite creative person or simply click subscribe or like on your favorite podcasting platform and we'll be first up on your podcast list in two weeks time see you then